0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Comic Chronicle Podcast. I'm your guys' host, Dakota Morgan, coming to you from Phoenix, Arizona. Today, though, on the show, folks, we have artist Jacob edgar on the show he's worked on army of darkness among many other things as well too and a really cool batman series on his twitter page to say the least here um his own batman series that he's been making up on there and it's awesome if you like og batman you better check it out but jacob and i talk about so many things on the show today we talk about you know a little bit of vaccine stuff in the beginning there and then a little bit about batman actually a lot about batman and our top Villains who we think, and then also maybe our underrated villains. Mine's Clayface, may or may not be true. Who knows? And we we talk all about that sort of jazz and how we got started, and something really cool that he had when he was a kid about comics. And I really really enjoyed it because I've never heard anybody having that thing before in their life. And yeah, it's it was a really cool, fun little wholesome episode for you guys today. A little bit of motivation too for those who are chasing their dreams and going out there and trying to be in the comic industry or the arts industry or whatever the hell it may be, even porn industry. Who knows? I don't judge you guys all. I'll rock, though, I swear. No matter what you are, go for it. Unless you're a murderer or dealing drugs to kids. Don't do any of that. That's fucking bad. <laughs> so, you guys, thank you for tuning in, of course, like I said. And, of course, make sure you guys subscribe for new episodes. Mondays, when we release them. Um, we had to take a little bit of a break, though, because I was in the middle of a move. Moved in with my girlfriend in her new place with her family. And then also setting up a studio in there, at least trying to. And then also starting a week after that. Uh, new job at an exotic animal hospital as a vet assistant. So I have been a busy fucking bee, but I'm glad to be back here. We're going to have a couple more interviews coming back. We did a review not too long ago, but we are here today doing this. And yeah, so subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, comicronicle.podbean.com. Stay tuned for some upcoming store merch. We have a new store being released soon and some way cool merch. If you like dinosaurs and you like video games and the podcast, you really got to enjoy it. I think so. <laughs> and, of course, I'm on Twitter at Dakota Morgan 3 at Dakota underscore Morgan 97 on Instagram and on Twitch if you want to catch me live raw and uncut at uh, CodaRex97. And without further ado, folks, without this intro going on for too much longer here, I'm going to tune in to, um, you know what, let's tune in to my talk with Jacob. Yes? Okay. Yes, we are a go jacob goodman i want to say is thank you I, I start this way saying with everybody on the show because i'm a man of class sort of thing like that uh jacob goodman welcome to the show it's an honor to have you
1: thank you it's awesome to be here this is uh so i guess i didn't tell you yet that this is the first podcast i will have appeared on so make this an NFT. oh shit. It. Sell it. <laughs> the collector's collector's podcast.
0: Dude, I'm glad one. I'm glad I'm popping your podcast bubble. I already. Yeah, hey, no, your cherry. There you go, not bubble. Right. <laughs> Wrong thing. <laughs> but, but also too, I've just discovered what an NFT was two days ago.
1: Do you understand it? Because I barely do. Oh fuck no. <laughs> okay.
0: Oh no. There's no understanding. Like I have somewhat of an idea, but when they were trying to explain it to me, I'm like, this sounds like some kind of like weird fetish. I do. I, I I thought it was, and like NFT, I'm like is that a new fetish thing out there? Because I'm usually a man that keeps track of this sort of shit, some unknown reason. And I'm like, well, is it that? I'm like, no, it's merch. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I I listened to it on a show. They were talking about it on a different podcast, and uh, and it was just like the strangest thing. Because I'm sitting there in a car, and I'm like, I I still have no clue what the fuck they're talking about.
1: And fungible sounds like. A disease or something like oh god
0: yeah it sounds like your balls are gonna start itching in two minutes man <laughs> like it, it really does or your like, vagina's gonna start no, I'm
1: good i'm non-fungible so it's
0: yeah! like... <laughs> i got my shots i'm good i'm right. vaccinated oh, yeah. oh jesus oh yeah I, by the way we did this on a perfect day because one i just got my covid second shot the other day about two nice. days ago Yesterday, I just had a headache. The day before that, because I got around midnight, so the day before that, I felt like... I've been bitten before, because I... I mean, I've mentioned it. I work in comics, but I also work with exotic animals. I've been bitten by stuff with venom before, and it felt like my body was fighting off that again. Oh, wow. I made the realization that I'm like, oh, shit, this is what it feels like, Mike. Because I'm younger. Metabolism's trying to kick it off, which is a thing that no one warned me would happen. So I I was like, oh, shit. And I'm like, okay, this this is this blows. And so I'm like crippled and such. And my girlfriend and I are just laying in bed watching Invader Zim while I'm in pain. I'm like, this is it. Or not okay.
1: Yeah, it's weird because I know I'm uh, due to get mine, but I haven't gotten it yet. But I know like people that like couples that have gotten it. And it's like one of them is totally fine. It's like any other shot. And then one of them is like sore and achy. And so it's weird the way that it reacts to different people.
0: It is, and I, I'll be honest with you, like, fighting off zoological diseases for the past few years for all sorts of animals, I'm like, ah, fuck it, I'm fine, right? And it turns out, no. No, sir. <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, ooh.
1: Want, pref- I- preferable to the virus, at least. So. Yeah,
0: oh, God, yeah. <laughs> oh, very, very, very much so, man. Very, very much so. But I gotta, I gotta put this out there, though. So... Looking at your Twitter feed, which I discovered you from books, and then I looked on your Twitter, and I'm like, "Oh shit, this guy looks really good. We gotta get him on the show." It seems like you're a massive Batman fan. Uh,
1: you detected that, huh? Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, maybe you like Batman, like OG Batman, like the original kind of stuff.
1: Uh, yeah, I would say. I mean. There's a lot of versions out there. So I've been a Batman fan since I was a kid. Like I have memories of my dad reading me Batman comics like for bedtime stories and that was like oh. the Jim Aparo like Norm Brayfogle era.
0: Like, I want your childhood, sir.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, the hell? memories of like laying on his arm and he's reading a Batman comic to me. So it was instilled early, I guess, and then like Batman the anime series came on and then there was the movies and so I've just always been uh big time Batman.
0: But it seems more classical is Batman the way you're looking for here so that kind of Batman and Robin like younger boy Robin sort of thing like that. It's what it seemed like cuz I love it. I, I love like the artwork you been put on out for Batman because I think that's a version of him we don't see too much often. And so seeing that, like, on you putting it out there and stuff, I'm like, oh, my God, this is good because
1: we need to remember the roots. It's nice to have Dark and Brooding, but then it's nice
0: to have him and Robin going on a fun adventure.
1: Yeah, and that kind of evolved because I guess when I was a teenager, it was like, uh, I think I was 15 or something when Batman Begins came out, and I was like, oh, Mm -hmm. this is Batman. This is Dark. We don't need Robin. And then it's like, as I have got older, I don't know what really started it, but I just got more appreciation for, like, the the tone where it's more of, like, an adventure and it's exciting and it's fun and you can put Robin there. You get to, I, I like the brooding and the dark versions, but the more that I thought about, like, my ideal Batman and my version of Batman, then it it is that, like, lighter, like, more like... A Zorro type swashbuckling and fun, like it should be fun. Yeah,
0: I mean, well, shit, you know, we're we're reading comic books escape from dark and depressing shit. Like, it's nice to read a good dark and depressing comic every now and then because it gets you in the field. But we read comics to escape a little bit. Because let me tell you, like, if I'm having a rough day, I'll open up some Superman and be like, "Okay, Clark, I need your help. (laughs) Like, help me out here, brother." And
1: it's not that those aren't valid versions of the characters either, because when I started doing. So, I don't know if you've seen like the little Robin gags that I've done and like the Batman strips and stuff. Oh, yeah. The, those came out of like, I was seeing things mostly in other media outside of comics that was not where I would go with the characters. And that's what really got me thinking about specifically what I would do with them. And that's where those came from. And I started putting them out there. And but it was almost more for myself in my own head, like if I ever got to do Batman for DC, what would it be like? Hmm.
0: Okay, okay. Like I, I really enjoy. Which by the way, if nobody puts you on Batman after looking at the artwork you put out and doing all that stuff, like I, psh, fucking fools. <laughs> at least you're like we know. You're like what? Well, we need an artist here. Oh, let's get Jacob Edward. Come on, like. Uh, it's it's a no-brainer to me but i mean you know i've heard the stories where people have gotten hired from social media before so it is possible
1: yeah it's led to um so those strips specifically have led to other things not uh not batman yet not superman or anything like that um but other things in the pipeline have come out of that so that's been really cool
0: Mm, that's good that's good i mean. It's not to say you haven't worked in anything iconic, because I'm a big Evil Dead fan, and you've worked on Army of Darkness, man.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was a fun one.
0: How was that, though? Like, was it weird kind of working on, like, bringing Ash to life sort of thing like that? Or, Because I'm curious, because I've never had anybody, nor any of my friends in the business either, have ever worked in anything like that. What was
1: What was that like? So for me, it was, I guess, not as daunting as it could have been, because... I have to confess, I had not seen any of the movies until I got the job.
0: What? <laughs> yeah. Wow! Did you,
1: did, I knew okay. I needed to pause there so that you could react. Did you... He, sir! <laughs> then, <I> mean, <laughs> no, like,
0: did you at least, like, know of them at least? Or was it one thing where, like, oh, my God, a whole big bloody universe has been explored now in front of me?
1: Yeah, so I was aware of them just from nerd culture and everything. And I like, I've always liked... Bruce Campbell, like I was a big um, Briscoe County Junior fan. Did you ever watch that show? Oh, yeah. Okay. And he would always pop up on like Hercules and Xena. But uh, for whatever reason, I had just never gotten around to the Evil Dead Army of Darkness stuff. So that was a fun part of the job, too, when I got asked to do it was I finally took that dive and I watched them all to prep for uh, for bringing it all to the page.
0: How was that binging?
1: It was fun. I liked it a lot. Um, It was uh, the tone shift is big, like from Evil Dead, because I was watching the first one and I was like, well, this isn't really Ash that I feel like I've seen in pop culture. It's Mm. like this is kind of just an average normal guy. And then by the time you get to Army of Darkness, it's like they really embraced, I guess, the bigger universe and the zaniness. So it really evolved. And that's kind of more, I think that's more what I tapped into in the story that we were doing. Yeah. I mean, because oh, well, you know, ours just so. a big, uh, I don't want to say convoluted, but it wasn't a simple cabin in the woods story. Really. Yeah.
0: That, that is true. That is very fucking true. I mean, listen, man, did you watch Ash versus Evil Dead, though? Uh,
1: that was the Star Show, right? Yeah. I watched. I know I watched the first season because uh, I would put it on in my studio while I was drawing. Actually, I had that going. I don't think I finished it. Did you it's, like it, or as somebody who has seen the movies, I
0: as someone who's seen the movies and been a fan for years, let me tell you, man, it's it's really good. It's honestly like it's 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 horror, and you get a little bit of chills one or two, but it's that horror comedy that you expect. And Ash is awesome in it, and every season's different, it seems like. And it's it got canceled way too soon, I think. I don't know if it got canceled or if it got just, it came to a series finale, because I guess you could do it later. But it's this whole thing where it's like, it continues the universe, and then expands upon it, and gives you cool new characters. like, And it just keeps giving you new, 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 new shit. And it keeps being zanier, and more fun, and more horror, and terrifying. I I think it's cool. I mean, yeah, I movie, it.
1: But- it, it felt like they gave them um, like their budgets must have been pretty solid because the effects oh, and everything man. I felt like was really strong.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. They they get better and better each season because you can tell like when it was on that it was because I never had stars. I mean, who had stars? Let me tell you, stars <laughs> is expensive as shit on the cable bill, man. My family was like, that family looked at me and I'm like, hey, can I get stars? And they said, oh, fuck you. <laughs> like, well, get out of here, kid. Uh, So I watched it on Netflix, but it's it's good. Oh, it's really good! Like you could easily tell when it was on that they were getting the budget. The budget like was increasing okay. in money, and money. And that last se- season, by the way, too, you could tell they gave them all the money on stars. <laughs> They're like, oh, our new Spartacus show. Fuck that! Here's Ash vs <laughs> Evil Dead. Here's all the money, man. Yeah, I need to get back to
1: it. I had not thought about that since working on the book, but I need to get back to it so I can yeah. finish it up. If you want
0: a good escape show. That's a good escape show.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Something sure. escape
0: into. Oh, oh, yeah. But I'm I'm curious, though, so, man. So you you're not that much older than I am. Because I mean, you're only a few years. If you were 15 and Batman Begins came out, because I was only a couple or a few years younger. I was a few years younger. Um how did you get in the comics, though? Like and become where you are here. Like, because I I believe origin stories do matter, especially on podcasts. People love hearing an origin story. And then there's like the two people who are like, fuck that. But I'm like, eh, that matters because. A lot of people listening actually take advice, and some have messaged me later on, a couple of years later down the road of doing the show. That hey, this person said this, and it made me actually have a job now in the arts. So, how did you get started in comics, good man?
1: Uh, so, reading them or like working?
0: Uh, let's I'd say let's start reading. So, like, what was you? You said well, you kind of did mention Batman was the one that kind of got you in the comics with your dad. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah, and then um I think it was around I was around eleven, I think. Uh so we always had just comic well, Batman comics when I was a kid. But uh then as the like spinner racks and grocery stores and all that stuff went away, I just sort of fell out of it. Um we didn't have a specialty shop around or anything. And then I think it was around eleven. Where I saw a comic in like the magazine section of a grocery store, Mm. and it was um it was an Ed Brubaker Scott McDaniel issue of Batman, and I think yeah the cover grabbed me. It was like five, I always forget the number five ninety seven or something like that.
0: That was about right.
1: And uh, so I picked that up, and it was like perfect for somebody who knew Batman and just wanted a good comic because there's like a mystery story. And there's this new villain that I never heard of, uh, Mr. Zeiss or Zeiss. Do you remember that guy with the goggles?
0: Very. Uh, yeah, he's in my CD list of Batman villains, like McCain, and all that jazz. I yeah. He sort
1: of came and went. I don't know if anybody used him after.
0: Oh, uh, there, probably, there probably is some little issue where they brought him back recently that we cannot remember because they keep doing <laughs> that. Yeah. They're like, here's a D list villain and he's really cool now. Like, yeah. Calendar Man, like you he's more metal now than ever
1: so i uh i loved that and then uh my dad was like well you know you can get a subscription for this and he explained that to me like you can have a batman comic come to the house in the mail which i don't know if anybody does anymore he was like you can get batman in the mailbox every month and he paid for it and for years i got batman uh uh, by subscription i would like go to the mailbox every day when i was thinking it was coming uh just for my batman comic
0: i don't know i don't know if your dad was fucking lying to you or what because i've never heard of that and <laughs> i've had people i've I, I, i'm being real with you how don't even hear that in modern day times in well, even like a year ago in 2020 when that would have been extremely helpful to save the comic industry right whatever, yeah it's it's tough, what the fuck like i've I have talked to people who are beginning to be comic fans in the sixties cause they're a lot older. Like, I don't, I, how, I, I think your dad lied to you.
1: <laughs> like, well, I think just he just put it in the mailbox. It was a blurb, uh, in the comics. I think it was on the title page. If you read the very fine print and I don't, like I said, I don't know if they do this anymore, but it was in the very fine print in the bottom where they have, uh, like the copyright information. There's also information like you can subscribe and it had the stats of how to do it. And he he, I guess, I don't know if he called him or what and he found out what it cost. And I got Batman every month after that.
0: Jesus. That's oh, that's awesome, man. I mean that's that's I love that. That's pretty cool. That's that I that's wholesome. That's too fucking wholesome for this show. Yeah, <laughs> man. it. Uh, so that,
1: that was uh that was the gateway. Um so once I gateway. start once I started uh, getting those and it wasn't too long before Batman Hush came out, uh, oh, the Jim Lee, Jeff Loeb story. Yeah, that and that was, was like, I had never seen a comic that looked like that before. So that
0: shooketh everything. Anyway, that shooketh everybody.
1: Yeah. So that's when, that's when I noticed like the names and like oh, this person drew this and that's when I would, that's the, uh, I guess the inciting incident that made me want to draw comics because I had always drawn ever since I could remember just as a fun thing to do, but it was really hushed. It was like, oh, I want to make these. I want to do this.
0: Mm, okay. I So you weren't really – you were an artist, but you are kind of a closeted artist?
1: Uh, not closeted, just I didn't realize that it was a job, I think. Mm. Like, I was always drawing superheroes and Star Wars and stuff like that, but it was just, like, a fun thing to do, just a hobby. And then at some point, that light bulb clicked, and I was like, oh, I can get paid to do this. I can do this and be sold to people.
0: Well, that's because it's never really taught to us as kids that you could – like – I never thought being a comic book writer could be a job yet. And yeah. I've, I was like always creating stories. I would play video games with friends and I'd create backstories for all these characters who are just a fucking Marine in Halo. And I'm like, hey, Charlotte, she's from Earth, And it's like this whole thing. Like, that. like what the fuck? And then like this writing stories in a journal or something like that. And then, you know, and then come to find out, Oh, you can actually have a job and be yeah. able to do this. And I think that's the thing that I hear a lot on this show is that is you never, People are like, wait, that's a job. Like, also, when I do stuff in the film industry, not as much anymore because of COVID. But when I was doing more stuff in the film industry, like that was the thing too. Is like, people were like, oh, wait, film is a job. I could do this. Like, Phil Tippett didn't even know film things would would be a job when I talked to him years ago, um, on a podcast. Like, we were talking, and he's like, I didn't even think it could be a job to do this stuff. Now I'm doing this. I have my workshop in the backyard. Like, and that fucker worked on Jurassic Park. You know, it's that sort of thing like that. Like you just yeah. it's it's crazy to think that. Like once you discover that it can be a job, I think it's full steam ahead for people.
1: Yeah, from from then on, it was like all I wanted to do. All my focus yeah. became about that. I was drawing all the time, getting like art books, and my parents were always my parents and my grandparents were always um like so supportive of it, never like you, you hear stories sometimes where parents are like you want to make comics but they like never bat in an eye they're like oh this is what he wants to do so let's make him as good as we can make him
0: you so. had the dad that put a comic subscription for you man you were <laughs> set that, <laughs> that
1: guy's like oh my god i've uh, i've
0: affected my son more than i thought
1: <laughs> right yeah he may have had a moment where he was like what have i done but <laughs> i guess it's worked out so far
0: i think that's every parent <laughs> i think <laughs> My father would if he was on the show he would definitely agree that very much so it's like what have I done? <laughs> like oh what have I brought upon this world? Oh shit. Man that's cool though. That's cool. I like that. I I really really enjoy that, man. Like it's I I did oh, what was I going to ask? I was going to ask something cuz I'm also a big Batman fan myself. And what was the some how to best put this? I don't want to seem cliche. <laughs> what Fuck, fuck it. What do you think is the best Batman villain? Villain? Mm-hmm. Uh, you can say Joker, but I mean, I, I have someone who I think might be better.
1: Oh, really? Okay. Uh, well, I mean, it is the obvious answer. And I think Joker right now in general is not what, not the best version of him. Not what I would do with him, but I think Joker is—I think he is the best one.
0: I got all right. You want to hear mine then?
1: Yeah, Two Face. Two Face. I do love Two Face.
0: It it. There's a message to Two Face. People never really remember. It's the fact of like good people will fall, no matter how hard Batman tries, no matter how hard he fights. Like every now and then Harvey comes back, right? Yes, but it proves. That good people can fall and that good people can become villains, even the best of us.
1: I think what I bump into with Two Face is like for Joker, like he's about chaos and he's always going to be the Joker. But Two Face at a certain point, like what is his end goal? Like what keeps him doing what he's doing? Because there's like the old Silver Age version where he's like, He'll rob the second national bank and steal two two million dollars. Oh yeah. <laughs> so good. there is that, but like at the heart of Two Face, like what does he want at the end of the day?
0: Oh, I like the ones where this it's a really interesting to ask. It's him getting justice. I I, I like that one. I, that one version of him that we see every now and then, of him doing everything he does because it's he wants to justice. He wants to make things right. He wants to make things fair. So just make things fair with justice and leave it to chance. Because chance is the only way that he has... Like Everything is up to chance. There is no rules other than chance. I, I don't know why. I, I don't really agree with it. But I, I really like that, though. Because it's it's very grounded. It's very Batman-like. You know, It's a guy, half his face is gone, and he wants to do the two thing, and he has this thing of two, but it's always about chance. And chance is the justice he wants to inflict now.
1: Yeah, and I think the best version's of two-face have been that like the dark Knight or like the long yeah. on halloween
0: oh, where yeah.
1: two-face is like this uh he's almost i wouldn't say he's like the punisher but he's like batman you think you're really doing anything well i'm gonna show you what it takes to make order in gotham
0: and we used to work together and be friends now i'm proving you wrong like oh
1: i get to tuggles on the
0: heartstrings a little bit every now and then
1: yeah because, you know, Batman just wants him to be his old self again, like, to be healed. So there is a lot of tragedy there that's really appealing.
0: But then we see when he's healed what happens, and the Dark Knight returns. <laughs> right,
1: yeah. It doesn't work out too well.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Either way. Oh, God. I mean, I mean, yeah, I, I, I definitely think so. And shit, I mean... It, we, we can talk about Batman all day long, but I want to get you. You're also a big Batman fan, so I want to get your opinion on this. I mean, my opinion, the most underused villain is Clayface. Hey, folks, Dakota here, giving you guys a little bit of an ad break. But something really, really cool, though. I swear to God, um, I have a new store, to say the least, here. And it's called DakotaMorgan.store. It's a new Teespring store that we have going on here where, if you like the show, we have the... Sp- the uh, Man of Steel-esque logo, to say the least here, the Comic Chronicle podcast logo on some shirts, some mugs, some tote bags, but we also have some really other cool stuff on the Teespring store. That is, of course, we have video games, our therapy design, like little digital heart logo that we have on there, Blockbuster Kid, a little riff on the Blockbuster logo on there, show that you're a Blockbuster Kid with the Blockbuster Kid logo shirt. We also have fun designs on there that are dinosaur-esque. Well, they're dinosaurs, but Mixed with modern day animals, such as our Tricera cow and the Overraptor, mixed with a blue and yellow macaw, to say the least. with A little bit of tropical flowers with it and much more stuff on there. Of course, you guys can get all these designs on mugs, travel mugs, stickers, tote bags, T-shirts, and I think a little bit more, too. But you guys are going to have to check that out here. That is dakotamorgan.store. And it will take you straight to the Teespring store. And, of course, they are very affordable for you guys because I know times are tough. So they are definitely affordable for all those nerd fans out there. But wear your freak flag high, whether it's with comics, video games, a throwback to good times, or better times, to say the least. Or paleo would die some dinosaurs. And that would make things pretty cute. Of course, so we have women and men shirts available, as well, too. Thanks, everybody. You all rock. Remember, dakotamorgan.store. Now, back to the show.
1: Hmm. I do love the visuals of Clayface. Haven't they made him sort of a good guy recently?
0: Yes, and then no. Like, some people say he's still good in the comics. Some say he's not. I don't know what's going on with that. But he he can be... He's also a good, good guy. I yeah. really enjoy him as a good guy, because it makes sense. He's like the ultimate weapon. And then you have him as a bad guy, and he can be terrifying. He can be... Uh, yeah, really just terrifying and like an ultimate foe like what happens when the person can be anybody or anything and he's just made of clay like how do you stop that like I think it was a new 52 storyline where he replaced Bruce Wayne and Clayface was fucking around with that like in what was uh, in deceased he was a zombie and everybody's like okay we just gotta run because there's no defeating Clayface because <laughs> <laughs> he's a zombie I don't know how that works but he's a zombie now like we need to get the fuck out of Dodge like I think, and Clayface could have the emotional shit. Shit, that Batman the animated series episode I've mentioned—I've mentioned this on the show before. It made me cry like a bitch. The <laughs> one where the um, part of him becomes sentient, and then the little girl and Robin's like, "You oh, love up. that thing." Oh my god, that's gonna make me cry now. Like, <laughs> you know, you could do shit like that. Like, you can be a villain for a season if you want to. Like, Invasion of the Body snatches sort of thing. Like, there's so much you could do with Clayface. I think, and he looks cool. That's yeah, you're right. you were right on the visuals. Like visual wise, he can look badass.
1: Yeah, I love like the just the big like gaping mouth and the teeth. Like there's yeah. a great comic that never got to happen of like Jack Kirby drawing Clayface. Really? I'm saying it never happened. But like, oh, like, yeah, oh I was like, wait, see, what? Like, if Jack Kirby got to draw like a Clayface story, how cool that would have been. That would be awesome.
0: I'm still searching for that. It's out there, but I want that animated series Clayface Funko. That's my goal is to get that shit. <laughs> I don't know where I can find it for less than $200, but one day,
1: one day. Is that a rare one? I know of Funkos, but I'm not, I haven't uh, delved into it personally. I think
0: I think it's gotten sold out. I,
1: I can't say anything because I'm
0: looking at a shelf right now in the, in the studio room, <laughs> like a little bit of Funkos. Um, it's one that sold out a lot and then it became like a hot button item. So now it's a lot of money. Like that stupid market inflation shit or market well supply demand sort of shit like that. Like, right. They made a bit of them, but then all of a sudden like everyone's like clayface, and they took it up. And I've never been able to find one for cheap because everyone's trying to buy it up. And so everyone's wrecking the prices
1: up. And does it look like the animated series?
0: Dude, Google it like right now. Sam? It looks exactly <laughs> like it. It's,
1: it's cool. You can't even
0: tell it's a Funko. Oh, it's like a little see. mini toy. I mean, I enjoy it. I think it's cool, but I mean, I'm a big fan of Rhys Tim. Clayface Funk. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got
1: me? this right. Yeah.
0: It's cool. Like, we don't ever get that many Clayface toys. So the moment I saw that, I'm like, all right, that's my Clayface. Like, I want the Arkham City one. That would be cool to have, but he's got his frozen spikes on him. I'm like, eh. But then it's like you got to give me that. That's awesome. But oh, this Phantasm
1: Funko looks cool too. This is not healthy. You showing me all this.
0: <laughs> it's, I just get one. Just get one and put it on. And put it out. You, you don't even have to take it out. You can take it out of the box, man. Just do it. <laughs> Look at the whole Batman animated That's, series. There's Two Face and everything. Uh,
1: yeah, I'm seeing the whole line now. Yeah, this isn't good. <laughs> good nah, luck. Yeah.
0: Oh, come on. Just start cheap and then make your way go expensive. <laughs> uh, but what do you think your Batman villain that you think it needs to be used more is? And maybe would you put him into a book, maybe if you got the chance? Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I think... Uh, that's a tough question. I feel like um, Ra's Raza ghoul at this point has become... Kind of underused, but that's almost a good thing because I don't think he should pop up that often. Are you?
0: Are you sure? But Rosalghul, I think, has been overused. Actually, I, that's my opinion. I mean, we've gotten him in the movies and in Gotham. He was a big villain in Gotham for like two seasons.
1: Oh, he was. Yeah. I I, I, try, I watched some in the first season of Gotham, but I didn't make it the whole way.
0: Oh, if you plan, if on, you plan on watching on... it. Watch... Start on the Start. Two-Face episode. Okay. Not, two, not Two-Face. Mr. Freeze. Mr. Freeze.
1: Mr. Freeze. Yeah, I bumped into that because it was like, at a certain point, if you have all these villains, why not just make it a Batman show? Why is it young Bruce Wayne and he never traveled the world? That stuff was kind of odd to me.
0: That's true. That's true. But you, but really, you think Razor Ghoul is underused,
1: though? Uh... I think I think he is or maybe was I just think that there's there's something cool about bringing in his like that's a totally different villain than Batman's dealing with on a day-to-day basis like it's more of a global threat and it's not like the grime and the grit of Gotham that Batman knows mm. it's sort of an unknown
0: it's and, ninjas yeah literal ninjas
1: and I, the angle with Talia and everything—that's mm. always been really interesting. <laughs> sorry,
0: that's my dog bark. No, you're good, man. You're if 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 I had to say sorry for every time I've had like a cat meow or dogs bark at the old house I used to live in, I'm like let me tell you, it would be nuts. <laughs> Looks like he's okay.
1: He's good now.
0: Okay. Yeah, you're good, man. You're good. Oh man. But yeah, I mean, Roz. I think, because Gotham did him pretty almost spot on, to be honest. Gotham did a really good job with him. Okay. But, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I think Roz Roz could definitely use, I think, a makeover.
1: Like, Like visually or in terms of, like, his motivations?
0: Maybe, like, I think he needs that, like, really good... He needs a Batman Hush storyline. Like, that really good still true to the character but still something new really fucks with bruce wayne i i think like it maybe affects the whole bat family too i i think i think we need that i think we need shit you know what maybe it affects some of the justice league members like maybe hmm. i don't know i I really don't know i think it'd be cool part of me just part of me just thought about a really good thing of a interesting storyline. I don't know. I'm gonna put this out in the ether. What if it turns into a green air oh wait, we've seen that. Uh because no, Raz was an arrow too.
1: He was. Had, yeah, that's right.
0: Yeah, he was in there for a little bit and he was good because they gave him like I think they had yeah, they had the Lazarus pit in there, so they actually had that happen. He had both of his daughters, there's League of Assassins in there, League of Shadows. That was pretty good. Um <laughs>
1: They call him in the TV shows. Do they say roz or Raish? Because I remember oh, they, when they Batman said both. came out, it was and both. They said roz, and I was like, wait, isn't it Raishalghul? <laughs> yeah,
0: they kept saying roz and Raish, and they would make jokes all the time saying Raj. Oh no, I think it's Raish. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. he's like, it's Ghul, you assholes. Yeah, <laughs> like, even was like, he's like, it's Raish. <laughs> get it right, it's Raish.
1: <laughs> yeah, said, I think that's what Danny O'Neill has said as he pronounces it Raish.
0: Oh yeah, but everyone keeps saying Roz and Rache. So he was done good in there too. Like, but I don't know like hmm. I I think he just needs that storyline. Like I think he needs that. because there's been so many versions of him out. Right he needs that good definitive thing that would be iconic for that character. I'm with you on this. I back you 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 really got me thinking. Like needs need Rache. Ra, Rache really needs that. I have to fucking got me doing it again. Uh Rache needs that Really good definitive storyline that when people think or hear the name, they're like, oh, Batman blank or whatever the hell, or the blank race files or some shit. I don't know. But horrible names, but I'm great at storytelling. But it's that's what it's in like that. Maybe if it's action or comics, I don't know. But
1: because I think I think Tower of Babel is almost that, but I think when people Think about that story, they almost think about Batman as the villain more than Raish or Ross. Oh,
0: well, they forget he's in it. No one ever mentions that he's in it.
1: Right, yeah. But it was really him like stealing Batman's plans. And then he's, I think he steals the bodies of the Waynes by the end of the story. But he really isn't in it very much. And it's mostly, I think that's why people think of Batman as the villain from that story. So yeah. something that gave Raish a little more profile. I'm with you. I
0: would do it if DC is listening. <laughs> DC, we can make your book. <laughs> We're right here. We know we know our shit. If, if you're listening this far in, obviously we know our shit. Yeah. Oh, that would be that you know what though? That would be a challenge. I'm not going to lie, but I I'm I'm willing to take the challenge. I'm willing to take You know what? You know what? Oh, Jacob, you got to make this now. You know what? You got to make <laughs> This, gotta
1: make, I, this idea is going
0: in my head. I I bet there is because there's some going in my head right now, too. <laughs> I I'm I think you should make, like, your version of Ra's al Ghul, of what you think the perfect Raish is that would fit in 2021.
1: Yeah. Like, the
0: 2021 Ra's al Ghul, what would he look like and be? Right. Still the same robes, weird mustache shit, or what would it <laughs> updated rate because if we're gonna if we're gonna pitch <laughs> if we're if is listening they gotta know they gotta know man what would our race look like like i think that'd be
1: cool yeah and i think you have to really tie in daniel at this point because that makes it all even more personal that like it's batman's son it's rachel's grandson and he's put in the middle of it i think that oh, hell angle yeah. is interesting too
0: oh hell yeah oh very very much so like Oh, I'm gonna there's be like there. there there's so much potential. There's so I'm gonna be it's gonna be midnight. I'm gonna be still awake and my girlfriend's gonna look over to me and be like, Babe, why aren't you going to sleep? I can't. I mean, I'm thinking I'm thinking about Rachel Gul
1: still. <laughs> She'll be like, What?
0: Oh, she knows she's a massive comic book fan too. Oh, like, okay. What the fuck are you thinking about? Rachel Ghoul?
1: Yeah. Are you thinking why about his I daughter? Say, are you speaking English? <laughs> <So Rachel> Gould- <laughs>
0: No, we live in a really cool world where my grandmother, bless her soul, she's still alive. Uh, my grandmother, who's a big, she watched every episode of Gotham with me because she loved it, and wow. she watches like a lot of the DC stuff with me and stuff like that before she went to the retirement home. But because uh, that caused a whole bunch of issues, but we were watching a bunch of shit like that. And like, if somebody mentions Ra's al Ghoul, she's like, "Oh, I know Raish." Like it's it's Ray cool. Are they gonna put in the Lazarus? Oh, where's his daughters? And I'm like, man, we live in a good era. Yeah,
1: that's awesome.
0: That that's why I was saying I don't think Raish is underused in the books, he's underused in the in like cartoons and in the movies and TV shows, he's really used, but in the books he's underused, yes.
1: Yeah, okay. So you came around to my side. That's yes,
0: (laughs) yes. You've converted me. I've converted you to Funko. I and you've converted me to Rachael Google.
1: Nice. Okay. Where are you? Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, i like I wanted to talk about a man because I like letting people come on to promote their stuff as well too. It's stuff like that. Um, what you mentioned it before we started. I'm not gonna say anything about it. I mean, not like you said anything anyway. But can you say anything coming up that you may want people to go check out, or is it kind of in the um, NDA because I know all about those let me tell you um, very very much so and they're a big fan of me I'm not a big fan of them NDAs like do you if, if they're all covered up by that it's okay or is there anything you can talk about upcoming or that's out now you want people to check out
1: so there's one thing that I can say I can talk as much as you want about because that comes out this month and then okay. there's a couple other things that I can talk about a little bit that are in the works let's so, let's talk
0: about the thing in the month because i don't want you to get in trouble by talking about the other shit
1: uh, okay so uh this month uh it's going to be from dynamite it's the deja thoris john carter winter's end special i believe is the full title and i've got a uh five page short story in there it's actually going to be my first credit as a writer, I co-wrote it with uh, Nate Cosby, who's my editor, uh, and I drew it. Kike Diaz um, did the colors, Simon Bolin. It's on the letters, um, and it's, uh, like, I think I said, a five-page John Carter story that's going to be in that. Dude, that's, Dude, that's awesome. awesome. That Dude, was a life. lot of fun. It's, it's kind of based on, um, have you seen the John Carter movie? Yeah. So there's that part where he comes he first gets on Mars and he's dealing with the gravity, like trying to figure out how he can move around because he like flies all over the place because of the yeah. gravity there. So that was uh, where Nate wanted to go with the story. So it's our take on John's like first hour or whatever in the gravity there. That's a lot of fun.
0: Oh, I think. that's cool. That's also wholesome too. What the shit?) <laughs> That's awesome, man. I like that. I like I'm I've had people on before that I've talked about that have worked on the John Carter series before. and mm. I don't know why like, I, I guess I'm a closeted John Carter fan. like I like the movie a lot. I read a bit some of the books. like
1: I, I think John
0: Carter is actually pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I think the concept is a lot of fun. It's not a book like when I was thinking about being a comic book artist, and this goes for a lot of the stuff that I've done, but it's not one that I ever thought, yeah, I want to draw a John Carter book one day. But by mm-hmm. the last page when I was getting to draw,
0: this isn't really a spoiler. So we move past the
1: first day trying to figure out the gravity. And the last page, I just get to draw like classic John Carter fighting a, a big monster. And that was a ton of fun to get to, do, to get to do that. I was like, I could do a John Carter book. It's pretty fun. That's cool. That's cool.
0: I mean, John Carter versus Big Mom, like, it appeals to our inner childhood, let's be honest here, it yeah. really does.
1: That's like what you think of with comics is like, big splash page, hero, big monster. That's why we do this.
0: Oh yeah, oh, 100% yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not gonna lie to you, yeah. Like, there's some books I have right now that I've been working on, and some books, they're out currently, but I, um, there's some books for SGGS comics that I've been working on, and like, I never thought I'd be writing a mech book I uh, uh, like a mecha type of book I never thought about that or a and d style one like shit I would have thought of that. Like that I think it's a thing like when we get into the business of working in comics we just work on stuff that we never thought we'd work on
1: yeah because that's like what we talked about earlier I had never seen the Evil Dead movies and then yeah. I, I did an issue of Red Sonja uh, those were things that I never would have thought I'd
0: be working on. Yeah, that's it man. I mean shit, when I was doing stuff more stuff, more stuff in the film industry and jazz like that, like there I never thought I'd work sound crew on anything and work a soundboard. And let me tell you, I've done the stuff and I've <laughs> So, you know the class it was um I had to do sound uh, the soundboard and the computer systems on it cuz the guy needed to take a break. So I was like, all right, yeah, I know the system. I went in there, was working on it during a sex scene on a movie and I had to take like <sighs> nine takes of it, too. Let me tell you, sir, if you think you've heard some shit, that was as funny as hell. It was like the funniest moment because they're like, he's so concentrated. I'm like trying not to laugh (laughs) as I'm in another room hooked up to this whole sound system in there. And I'm like, oh, my God, (laughs) because it's like crystal clear sound. It's like 4K in the sound. You're like, oh, this is fucked. (laughs) This is like they're like, oh, another take. I'm like, no, just end the takes. We're done.
1: (laughs) We have it. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah, I can't even imagine how awkward and surreal that would be.
0: Oh, I'm one where it's very it's very hard to get me to be in an Like, it, it could be an awkward situation, and I'm just fine with it. I barely recognize that it's awkward. At that moment, it was starting to be, and then and I was like, ah, fuck it, it's fine. And I'm just, most of the time, I, just, I was just so laughing about it. It's like, eh, fuck it. So, needless to say, folks who are listening, you never know where the fuck you're going to go and what you're going <laughs> to do when you chase your dreams. Right. Oh, my God. I mean, like the other day, I gave an American alligator um, baby over at the Reptile Sanctuary I go volunteer at, one of the many animal jobs I do, and uh, she's she grew up with people. She's really chill. You can pet her. I gave her a hug. She's six feet long, <laughs> and people were like, you're going to die, and her mouth wasn't taped, but it's one of those things like, no, alligators are actually a lot more tamer than crocodiles. If it was a crocodile, I'd be fucking dead, but if it's an American alligator who's been raised around people for like... 10 years or something like that, you know, she's chill. You could watch it, don't be nice, but it's like, hey, eh, give her a hug and pet her a little bit. And I got a video of it. Here you go. I,
1: <laughs> you never is it, know. Is it true that if you turn an alligator over on its back, it falls asleep?
0: Hey, folks, Dakota here with a little bit of an ad break, but this is one you definitely want to listen to if you guys are comic fan, which you are if you're listening to the show you guys like comics and you like reading them in person, let me tell you. Go to Drawn the Comics in Glendale, Arizona. This is not just a hype thing for this ad. Let me tell you. I've been going there for years. I've had Cam Brown on the show all the time. Such a good guy. It's such a good community. Everyone who works there, they know you. They, you get your box number. You get your thing. You get all you need to do there. You get your collectible toys, car, whatever it may be. Comics. It's all there for you guys. So that's Drawn the Comics in Glendale, Arizona. Here's the address. 5801 West Glendale Avenue, Glendale, Arizona, and downtown Glendale. And if you guys want to visit them, you can visit them at draw, drawn or find them on social media And the number 623-847-9090 to give them a call. Definitely, guys, I love going to the store. And this is not a fucking lie. I love going. It's so amazing. Thanks, everyone. And hopefully you guys check them out if you're in Arizona or maybe passing through. Remember, guys, on the comics. Go check it out for your books. Reading books in person is so much better than digital, but I love digital too. So it's a little bit of a toss support brick and mortar companies. We definitely need you to thanks everyone. And now without further ado, I'm going to take it back to a future me. I've never done that before because I've, I i do not know about you, man, but just picking them up is like a hell and a half. <laughs> So I've never gotten a chance to do that. I don't know. Uh, I I'll, I'll let you know. I'll send you a message on Twitter if I ever do. Like, hey, you're right. Uh, I heard that like,
1: kid sometime, and I was thinking, just I think about it sometimes. Like, who figured that out? Oh, they're
0: dead. Whoever figured it out. <laughs>
1: I've
0: I've picked, like even that super nice one. We it was me and three people, and she beat the shit out of us. So I don't know, man. I don't know if I want to try to flip one over anytime soon.
1: Yeah, a baby one, maybe start there. Mm-mm.
0: I'll do a baby one, and then now, then then ASPCA is coming after my ass and be like, "You're animal cruelty!" Wait, no, <laughs> it was a test
1: for science. I swear. Right? Yeah, it's an experiment.
0: Oh God. Well, we are coming at the end of the show here, good man. And I definitely want to say thank you for joining me on here. This has been a blast.
1: Yeah, you're welcome. I had fun for my uh, first podcast. It was a good one. I know.
0: Popping your cherry, man. Popping your cherry. <laughs>
1: that's
0: right. <laughs> uh, where can people find you at on social media, by the way?
1: So I'm at JCB Edgar on Twitter and Instagram. So it's my first name without the vowels and my last name. And that's pretty consistent. And then I've got an Etsy shop. If anybody wants to get original Beautiful. art or prints. And, uh, yeah, I think that covers everything. I still have a Tumblr, and I get emails that people are following me, but if you're listening and you're on Tumblr, haven't been on there in a year or two, so Instagram and Twitter, that would be the place to go.
0: I mean, yeah, it's probably best to stay off or, or, uh, Tumblr for a little bit. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know. It's, I've been hearing a lot of shit about it. I've never had one, but I've been hearing a lot of shit.
1: It just never seemed um, – and I had this problem with Instagram for a while that it never seemed as personal as, like, Twitter is. And I was I was a slow adopter of Instagram. My wife finally got mm. in, but I like how the interactions on Twitter. I oh, very,
0: very, oh, yeah, oh, yeah.
1: Tumblr is <laughs> Tumblr's almost, like, just putting stuff into the ether, and I don't know what happens yeah. after that.
0: Yeah, yeah at least we don't have our reddit though that's nice we <laughs> yeah. never went down that hole yeah oh god and I, I i've never checked it out i've been hearing that there's reddit there's been people posting reddits about me and i don't know if i ever want to check that out <laughs>
1: i'm like yeah i'm good i'm I'm very much fine about that um mine has been mostly good, good. i'm vain enough that i've searched my name on reddit and uh it's mostly it's all I've seen is just people sharing my art, and uh, comments are pretty c- kind. I always get credit, hey. so I'm pro-reddit, pro I guess.
0: But I'm Yeah, but you're also, you got Jacob Edgar. Like, it's kind of unique. If I put in, I'd say it's pretty unique, but I would say that if I put in my name, Dakota Morgan, like, I'm just going to get Dakota Fanny. That's all I'm going to get. I'm going to be like, oh, it's a hot blonde. Yeah, hey, Here we go. Yeah. I, uh, she's more, she's more of a hot blonde. I got to make that correct here. She's more of a hot blonde. She's actually pretty funny and she's really cool to follow on social media. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah, this has been fun. Like, you if you have anything ever else that you come out, like say you got your own projects and want to two good man, I want to make it on record here now and known to the world, you're welcome back anytime.
1: Sweet. Yeah, I've got uh coming up later this year, I'll have some stuff to talk about. There's a Kickstarter in the works. Ooh, okay. Um, so yeah, I would love to
0: come back on. Sweet. Well, thank you, good man. All right, and you have—I will let you know when the episode comes out. Okay.
1: Okay. Sounds good.
0: You have a good rest of your day, Jacob.
1: Thanks. Thanks for having me.
0: Of course. Bye. <laughs>